Welcome to the Balanced Business Owner Podcast. The world around us isn't slowing down anytime soon. If you want to avoid trying to keep up and burning yourself out, it's important to be intentional about setting your own pace. In this podcast, you'll learn practical tools to manage your schedule and mindset so you can reconnect with your business, your family, and yourself and feel good about your life. I'm your host, life and business coach, Andrea Scalisi. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. I have a very special guest on with me today. And I know I say that every time someone comes on, but it's true every single time. And this time it's no different. I have a very special guest on today. Um, he is a client, a friend, a colleague, and someone that I really respect, especially when it comes to technology advice. So that's what he's going to be sharing with us today. A little bit of technology advice when it comes to something called SEO, otherwise known as search engine optimization. So Stephen, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Stephen Gardner. I'm with eCompany Solutions, and am, as Andrea said, a SEO consultant or inbound marketing specialist is the fancy term for that. Um, and really, what I do is help uh, people find qualified leads and uh, traffic for your website using, again, as she said, SEO. Um, and we'll get into a little bit about what that is and how that works. I am have been doing marketing for the last 15 years, give or take, uh, online specifically. Um, formally trained previously with Google, and uh, have been doing it myself now uh, in my own agency for several years. So, um, yeah, it's a great topic. Glad to be here. Yeah. So I'm just gonna hop right in. Okay. Sure. So we're gonna yeah. just go right into like. A lot of business owners, many of the people listening to this are spending so much time and energy creating marketing. They're creating podcast episodes, blog posts, videos, you know, social media posts, all of this content. We are spending so much time and energy on it. And, you know, it is helpful stuff. It's great information, but not a lot of eyeballs are sometimes seeing those things. So talk to us a little bit about like how SEO can get more eyeballs actually seeing the content we're creating. Yeah, so SEO at its core level is really a formula that the search engines like Google likes to uh, raise your content up in the listing. So you go to a Google search, very simply, you type in a keyword, like we're going to do work-life balance for in, in Andrea's case, um, it will show up hopefully the ideal is to get to the number one spot, right? For the first spot for traffic or thereabouts. Um, so people that are making all this content do a great job. I've seen some amazing content get produced by by people, um, but they don't know how to optimize it in a way that Google really wants to read it. And so what that leads to is a whole lot of energy producing content, but not getting the exposure that you need to really make it beneficial for you. Um, there's a lot of different pieces to it as far as, what keywords you put in it and the way the title is written and um, the way the headings are done. There's a lot of specific things. It's a formula um, that really needs to be there that then Google will go in and rank you um, and really build that traffic. Um, at another level, there is 
other sites that you can put your content out to backlink to you um, to get that exposure. And that's a little harder to do. There's a lot of different ways you can do that. Um, and that's where most people will start to struggle is how do I distribute that content to other places and get people to see it, um, getting backlinks to my site to actually raise my rankings up versus, um, you know, just throwing a blog post out there and hoping hoping somebody gets to see it to my list or emailing it out to my list. Yeah. So there's kind of two things there that, I mean, I don't know SEO nearly as well as you, like I'm just starting to learn, you're teaching me, but you know, when I put a blog post on my website, just as an example, Google has like spiders, not real spiders, but like spiders that crawl the pages. It's kind of gross to think about. I'm like thinking about (laughs) spiders crawling up and down me, but anyways, so they have these spiders that kind of like crawl your pages to find those keywords. And if they like what they see, then they'll start like sending traffic to you and referring you to people, right? Is that yes. how it works? Yep. So the spiders are, um, you know, it basically comes out and it indexes all the pages on your website. And where SEO does a couple different things. It's important to make sure that you don't have technical problems on your website. Um, because as those spiders run through page to page as it gets through, as the, it finds problems, it stops spider from crawling. So again, you may have some very simple things that you've done that are preventing your content from even getting indexed or or ranking well. Um, The other big piece of it is, again, with those formulas, Google is looking for you to be an authority in your topic. So uh, they call it EAT, which uh, is just a kind of fancy name, but basically they want you to be an expert and an authority the way you lay out your, your, your keywords into an article. So Again, a very simple level, if you're talking uh, and you're making a blog post, let's say it's just a thousand word blog post or a 500 word blog post, doesn't have to be anything crazy. It's important that you stick to one main topic, that it's formatted in a way that has the right title tags and the right stuff that Google wants, again, without getting real specific, but to give really um, put it in a way that Google wants to read it so that those spiders know what to do with it, know what the data is, um, and know how to basically analyze what you've done versus a competitor that's out there. So somebody that's done SEO and knows those things on a side-by-side article that somebody that hasn't done it is going to rank higher. And of course, the higher you rank, the more traffic that's going to, to generate for you. That is so interesting. And then the other thing that you mentioned outside of the spiders. So Google goes to your website and like crawls on it, indexes it. And then if there's a a link that's wrong or a link that doesn't work, they stop and like move on. Is that how, is that how it works? Yeah. It'll basically, depending on what the the year is, it'll skip the page or it'll just ignore moving forward. And then it'll try to catch it on the next spider that comes through. And depending on how much content you have and how your authority is, that you could be spidered once a day, you could be spidered once a month. So again, even that frequency is important because if you are someone that doesn't do a ton of content and aren't getting spidered very often, you may put a post up that just sits there for weeks at a time before anything even happens with it. So a very simple mistake can cause cause you a long time of delay of getting that information out to the public. Hmm. So everybody listening... Go to your own websites, check every single page and make sure, I mean, that probably would take for, there's probably a better way to do that, but check to make sure that you don't have any broken links on your website. Yep. We have broken links. And then the, the other part of it, of course, is when you're writing the, the content uh, is looking at the keywords, which we mentioned a little bit. 
Uh, keywords are just a fancy way of saying what the article is about, right? And and what if I were to go to Google and type in, um, you know, life coach or um, time management coach or, or that type of thing, um, each of those has how many people are searching for it. So you, if you're typing in one keyword that, you know, 5,000 people a month are searching for versus, um, you know, very simple things like um, we just did one for, for Andrea where she had on her homepage, stop overworking. And, you know, only a couple, I don't remember the number was, but it was a couple hundred people a month were searching for stop overworking where work-life balance in that variation had thousands of people searching for it and actually was an easier to keyword to rank for um, with competition and things. So uh, it was a way for us to really maximize getting the right word, the right article, and again, really making sure that you're talking about the right things. Or again, you're spending a whole lot of time making content that just doesn't doesn't resonate and doesn't get as effective as what it should be for you for the amount of work you're putting in. Yeah, that is so key. I when you sent me that message about just making that minor that minor like copywriting change on my website, I'm like this is why SEO is so valuable because we spend a lot of time and energy as business owners creating content and writing websites and set, creating sales pages and podcast episodes, blogs, videos, everything and if not a lot of people are seeing them and there's a way to optimize it to get more people to see it and doesn't take a lot of our time like for me to change that out on my homepage took me 1 minute right yeah. <laughs> but to have you the expert kind of like showing me why I should do that and what why it matters and and you know from a technical standpoint like why it makes sense was very valuable i never would have found like figured that out on my own yeah, and there's there's some good tools out there people can use to check your keywords. Some of them are are free and some of them are paid. Um, Ubersuggest.com is one that's put out by um, a well-known SEO person and has a free and a paid version um, that, again, it will check your site for those broken links and it will give you some basic keyword tools. So that's one that's an easy one to play with. Um, another easy one to, to try to find these things is if you go to Google and type in a keyword that you're looking for um, or you think you're looking for, and then pull back up the list of where you typed in the keyword, it's going to give you um, a listing of what's called the keyword, keyword suggestion tool. It's going to tell you what people are typing into the box. So it's actually going to tell you the variations that people are looking for. And you'd be amazed how quickly you can find, I should be talking about this, or I should not be talking about that, or this isn't even in the list um, to find those answers. And that's you know something you can do in 30 seconds that uh, is completely free to, to, to start finding that content for you. That is so helpful. Can we put those links? Can you send me those links yeah. and we'll put them in the show notes for people? For sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know how we would do the Google one. It's kind of just like going to google.com and typing in the search something and yep. see kind of what's, what comes up before you hit enter, right? Before you hit it with the entry. Yep. So you're just going to click on where you've typed the word in and bef- like you'll have your results there. But before in the pull down menu itself is what you're looking for there. That'll show you all those suggested phrases that you could be, um, that you could be looking for. And again, that's really to help find, uh, primarily to like find blog topics or podcast topics, because if I want to be an authority on work-life balance, for example, these are, you know, eight or nine other things that people are talking about that are related that I need to be talking about for Google. And I think, again, I'm authority on that topic to bring in. So uh, again, easy way to find, you know, I don't know what to write about, or I don't know what people are looking for. Something you can do in 30 seconds to really find those answers without, um, without spending a whole lot of energy. So 
But the other important part of this, which you already mentioned when we were talking about my site is like, you can do that. And that's great to get the keywords going, but you might be competing with a large number of people and that information you can't get there, right? Yeah, that's just going to give you a content idea as to a place to start. Um, and that's where the tools and you know an SEO person can come in and really run an analysis on your keywords and come back with, here is you know how much traffic they're getting. Here's how much um, competition there is out there. Here's what people, if I was going to go and buy an ad, here's what people are paying for it. So that you can actually kind of get an idea. Is that a keyword that you know, at my level, I can actually take and get traffic on soon? Or am I fighting a battle that I'm just not going to win right now? Um, you know, I always tell my clients to go after kind of two sets of keywords. You want to go after that low hanging fruit, of course, where I can start getting to my, traf- my uh, traffic to my website in a week, a month, you know, quickly. And also we want to start writing about some of those big topics to gain authority, but those aren't going to help you, you know, three months, six months out. So it's a, it's a strategy game of trying to make sure you're doing both sides of that to complement things. Oh my gosh, that's so helpful. Yeah. So, I mean, as business owners, we're going to be creating the content anyway. (laughs) We might as well optimize how many people are actually seeing it. But I did want to make a, or not even make a point. I wanted to ask you a question. So when it comes to writing like blog posts and putting them on my website or creating podcast episodes and putting them on my website or videos and putting them on my website, how is it different? Or how does this SEO work or not work differently as opposed to like if I'm putting that stuff on social media or like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all of those things? Does SEO work on social media? Yeah, and there's a lot of debate. They go back and forth. There is, uh, you know, hundreds of factors that rank for for what makes a page rank on Google. And social media is one of them. Um, but it's actually lower than what a lot of people think. And the reason being, again, is a couple of things. Uh, the competition when you type in those keywords on a Facebook, for example, just to, not to solo out Facebook, but or even Instagram, you know, you're talking to millions of people that are talking about that topic at that point. So it's very tough for Google to come up and say you're an authority on a topic versus when it's your own site based around a topic. So it's it's too broad from a starting point. Um, and the other issues with social media is you're getting credit. When you're talking about this stuff, you're really giving authority to Facebook or to Instagram versus your own website. So social media is important. It's great from a branding standpoint. There are ways to use social media to help SEO, but to spend a lot of time there isn't really benefiting uh, as much as you would think, uh, getting traffic back to your site. it's If you have a great list, if you have a good following on social media, by all means, put it out there, get the people back to your site, right? That'll help. But to build SEO, or especially somebody that doesn't have a big audience, it's it's not a place to spend a whole lot of time focusing on, at least in the beginning. That is such good information to know. So like, if you're thinking about creating your marketing strategy, or you have a marketing strategy, you know, including social media in there is good. It's a great place to be and to meet people and to get them back to your site. But it doesn't, it's like kind of separate from SEO. It doesn't really work with SEO. SEO is its own thing. And it's really meant to get people to your website from like Google searches and Google traffic. Right, exactly. And, you know, everybody thinks here's SEO and they think Google and and they are the biggest for, you know, for obvious reason. But SEO even impacts a lot of the secondary ones that people don't even think about the the YouTubes, the Yahoo's, the AOL searches, 
And, and I know those are like some of the old school names out there. There's a lot of new ones. Um, but those secondary traffic typically are easier to rank on than Google. So again, while our goal, of course, for everybody doing SEO is to rank number one on Google, even some of those other search engines are going to bring you traffic in the shorter term. So optimizing, again, needs to be done for Google, but even for Bing and Yahoo and some of those other ones, there are very specific things that need to happen to make those search engines want you as well. And can, especially for somebody that is in the, you know, starting out or in the mid-range for SEO, um, we'll bring them shorter term traffic while we're building the long-term stuff. So it's important to looking at both. Okay. Okay. Tell me and everybody listening about what I like to call like the secret part of SEO, (laughs) the stuff that you really don't know about that happens in the background or could happen in the background if you were to like hire an SEO consultant or have SEO as be part of your marketing strategy. What are these secret things that are happening to get people to your site? Yeah, SEO is really broken into two parts. There is what they call on-site or on-page SEO and then off-site or external SEO. And really the first thing you do is clean up your on-site. That's fixing the spiders and the stuff that we've talked about and making sure that your site is ready for Google and the search engines to find you when they're there. But more importantly, from a traffic perspective, is the external SEO. And really it's called a backlink. And all that really means is a fancy term for some other website that is uh, in your market, hopefully, uh, linking back to you. So when you put a blog post out there and you talk about a topic and you put a, you know, here's my top 10 of whatever, and you put your stuff out there, the more people that link to those sites, Google starts to count those as points. And the higher, you know, there's an easy way to put it. And the more points you have, the higher your site is going to then rank for that topic. So when you're looking at points, you know, it's great to get those, those backlinks and, you can get a backlink from big places like CNN or from you know Yahoo or or wherever, or you can get a backlink from like Joe'sWebsite.com, right? Whatever that is out there. Um, so yes, it's a point scale, but they're not all created equally. So you're really looking for in your industry, and you're looking for high authority sites to try to link to you. That being said, the question is then, well, how do I get Yahoo or CNN to link to me? Because I'm I was just going to ask you that. right? <laughs> Do I call up CNN? (laughs) Yeah, say, here, I got something for you. And there are different ways to do it. Uh, There's something called Ask a Reporter, which is an old school way that you can do it. Um, There's press releases out there, which is an old school way of doing it. Um, But a lot of the SEOs have um, networks and what's called syndication, and they have link networks that you can then, uh, where we've worked with these partners and have groups where we can then distribute your content. You take your blog blog post, and we can distribute it out to get hundreds of those links. Some of them big, some of them small. Um, yes, people are going to read it. Obviously, we're distributing your content. So not only is it giving you more exposure immediately to all those sites, but you're also then getting the benefit of that backlinks coming back to um, back to your post or to your page, which is, again, going to move your ranking. So syndication is an important one. Backlinks as a whole is really the important one. And again, there's a lot of methods for backlinks. It's not just one one method, but that is where most people struggle. Um, you can go out and manually ask other sites that are in your industry to, to link to you. You can um, make content for other sites and get them to link to you. Um, like Andrea and I are doing now, as far as having guest podcasts and guest videos, you know, there's lots of ways. But syndication is an easy one where, again, I'm already writing a blog post. I'm already doing a video. 
that I want to get that maximum exposure and having that network to be able to do it is really where an SEO professional can come in and, and really back you up and, and save you the time. Uh, one last caveat there is when I use the word link network, there is also some really shady link networks out there that you can, I can go out and I can buy backlinks and I can buy my way into some of this traffic. And that's a big no-no on Google. You can get penalized and um, they're called link farms. You can get penalized and, and even removed off of Google completely for doing some of that stuff. So there's a right and a wrong way to do some of that syndication. So uh, just be careful you're you're following the guidelines there if you start to look at it. That kind of stuff. Okay. So when you first told me about syndication, I kind of understood what you were saying. And then you sent me an example after that really had it like come to life for me. So I want to kind of like talk through that example real quick to, to really bring it to life for anybody who's like, I kind of understand what he's talking about with syndication. So, all right. I create a blog post. I put it on my website and Steven, you as my SEO consultant, I send you the link to my blog post and I say, here, can you please syndicate this for me? Mm-hmm. You do whatever you got to do in the background to send it to like hundreds of other sites, some big, some small. Then it goes on their websites, my whole article with a link back to my original article on my website. Correct. Yeah. So it could go on, like you were saying, like CNN.com, it could go on joesmart.com, whatever, but it syndicates out to like hundreds of other sites with a link back to my website. Yep. And that's, and that's one main way of doing it. The easy way to think about it for, for people that aren't aren't as technical is uh, thinking about the old broadcasts of, of, um, news channels when it used to be the old school satellites with news channels and you'd have a local story that happened somewhere in your news and your area. And all of a sudden it made national news and it started being broadcasted all over the country. Same type of idea where it's being picked up by all these other sites that are interested in the topic. Um, so instead of me having to call or you know email somebody that's in your industry and saying, hey, I got a perfect thing to put on your website. We already have groups of people that are looking for that content to be able to distribute to their audience. They want that content because they don't want to write it. So you're an expert in in work-life balance and I run a similar related website. I'd love to have your article on my website without me having to do all that extra work. So it's a win-win from the syndication side as well as for you to get that audience in. That's such a great point because some people might be think like hearing this and thinking, why would CNN want my article on their website? And this is why. They want good content. They want content that they know their readers will want. And so they don't have to do any work just to get that on their site when you syndicate it out. Right. I mean, I don't know how it works in the background, but like, do certain websites say like, I want this type of content and I'll accept this syndication? Is that how it works? Yeah, there's networks that we work with that they can sign up for categories of of things. So like I'm looking for for news related, I'm looking for business professional related, or I'm looking for, you know, medical or whatever topics, and then you are are feeding them and then they can pick and choose from from there what they post and what they what they put on their site, of course. So you're giving them by syndicating it, you're giving them the authority to use your content for not to rechange it, but to use it as is for their audience. So um, it allows them to take that and then run with it. And uh, usually they will, um, they're supposed to, usually they will not only back me back to you, but then also put the original location 
of you're the author and you were the, you know, giving you credit back for, for the work, um, just as if it was in a magazine or a, a book somewhere. Uh, I hope everybody hearing this is like ready to go do SEO, but not everybody actually. Let's talk about that for a minute. So in your opinion, when should somebody start doing SEO in their business? Like when should they add this into their marketing plan? It doesn't have to be their entire marketing plan, or it could be depending on what their goals are. But if they were to add this into their current marketing plan, at what point does that make sense? Yeah, it's usually the companies that are are typically finding the most value are ones that are starting into that growth phase where they're they're past startup and they're they're starting to get some exposure and they're they've got their their product and their market figured out and are really then looking to you know they got some leads happening and referrals happening and they're trying to really start increasing that uh, that value. So you know, it's someone that's got a little bit further along. It can be done by by smaller you know newer things, but the problem is until you have enough content and you're putting content out there, so you either have a writer or you're willing to you know, hire a copywriter or an outsourced copywriter, or you're producing content yourself regularly, you got to be able to do that phase in order to start really using SEO. Um, you know, if you're not putting out a few articles a month or videos or, or, you know, whatever, if we don't have that content to work with, we can't syndicate, we can't put out to networks, we can't build you links. So we can do some things, but you get limited exposure. So it's really it's important that you're growing, and then certainly companies that start getting into okay, I'm I'm doing maybe paid ads or I'm doing other marketing strategies. Um, they want to supplement that with organic traffic because again, long term, um, the the benefits of the ROI on on SEO traffic long term versus like paid ads or some of the others are extraordinary. Uh, for the simple reason being that when you stop paying for an ad, you immediately stop getting that exposure, right? Versus SEO, when you rank number two or one or whatever on Google, yes, if you stop, you're going to start coming down the list, but it's not going to happen tomorrow. You have, you've kind of built your authority, you've built your traffic. And so it's a longer term strategy to get traffic. And it is also a longer term strategy to supplement your traffic. So um, it's a really strong way of, of making sure you stay stable growth versus quick up and down hits leads, uh, you know. 10 one month to the next month kind of thing. You don't want that that up and down bouncing. It's a very stable growth pattern in most cases for industries. Okay, that bring that brings me that brings a whole nother question up for you. <laughs> so like when you run paid ads, not to say they shouldn't run paid ads. It could be like a supplement, like you were saying, to SEO and all your other marketing stuff. But if you're running a paid ad, like usually um, there's a lot of different things that you want to get out of your paid ads, but the most common one, let's just say, is to get people on your email list. Sure. So a lot of people use paid ads to grow their email list, nurture their email list, be writing to their email list and like sell from their email list. With SEO, your goal is to get them to your website. And depending on how you design and structure your website, they might get on your email list from there, or they might just sign up for like a free consultation or a, um, like a discovery call or something like that. They be, when, I, when you send traffic to your website from SEO, you're kind of, you have to really think about what you want them to do when they get to your site and kind of design and set up your site that way. For sure. Yeah. The user experience then becomes really important. So making sure you have very clearly who you are and what you're looking for and what you do and those types of things, you know, it sounds obvious, but 
a lot of people that are, especially if they're in the paid ad world are building, you know, lead gens and building simple pages to, you know, do freebie opt-ins and again, get them on your marketing list, right? So they don't even necessarily care what's on their website. If I get them on my email list, I can, you know, I can sell them. Where this is, it's definitely important you have a strong about page. You have a good way of contacting you, whether it's a calendar or questions or phone or, you know, whatever, um, and really have defined pages on what your services are. So having, um, if you, you know, if you're, again, in your case where you're doing time, time, um, um, uh, work-life balance stuff, it's, uh, it's important you have a page about work-life balance and the benefits and the strengths and how you relate into that. Because again, ultimately, when you go to Google and type in work-life balance, that's the page that's going to show up and rank. So if you're, if that page is horrible, <laughs> you know, or just not giving the content it needs, you're going to send a ton of traffic there. And then for what benefit? So you really got to think about, okay, now that I'm doing SEO and traffic's coming, yes, absolutely. What do, what do I need on my site or how do I now convert that to into people getting my phone calls or, or getting on my email list or whatever the case may be at that point? Mm-hmm. Wow. This is such great information. <laughs> I am so happy to have learned about SEO. Or, well, what this is the beginning phases of me learning. I know like a drop in the bucket. <laughs> But I'm so excited to get started. Um, you and I are going to start working together very soon in this new capacity where you're going to do SEO consulting for my business. And it sounds like I need to make a bunch of changes to my website. We're going to talk more about that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be a scary thing. I mean, SEO, uh, there again, it's a formula at the end of the day. And most of it is very simple things as far as the website's concerned, you know, making sure the right word, the right place, the right size you know, these types of things, it doesn't, isn't something that has to be overwhelming and people get afraid of it because it sounds like this big monstrous thing. Um, and it's time consuming. And there are things that, you know, you can do that are quick and the things that take longer, but um, it doesn't have to be this horrible experience of, oh my God, I've got to do all this stuff and I need to know all this information. And, you know, if, if you're already putting content out there, that's the biggest thing. If you're creating content and I want more eyes on it, that is the way to, uh, you know, at least one of the ways to get traffic to it. Uh, without worrying about all the, the specific details. Of it. Yeah. And your clients are getting amazing results with SEO with you. Yeah, it's been, it's been a, a joy working with them and uh, it works well together because I get to really learn about their businesses and um, you know, what they specialize in and their audiences and things at a, at a much deeper level than, than, you know, a lot of the other vendors that you would work with would. So it's a, it's a good experience for both sides. Well, Steven, Thank you so much for coming on today. If people want to learn more about you, book a discovery call with you, hire you, anything, what worth should they go? Yep. Uh, my website's probably the easiest. It's ecompanysolutions with an S.com. Um, and I'll, I'll give it to the show notes. But uh, from there, it has a little bit about our services and more in depth of who I am and uh, an option to set up a discovery call, which is really just uh, me learning more about you and your business and finding out what uh, what you're doing and how we can can help or not help make sure that we're a good fit for for doing any of that stuff. So happy to answer questions and you know any of that kind of stuff and take a look at things. That's great. Thank you so much, Stephen. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care, everybody. One last thing before you go. I want to invite you to take a minute and download my free training, Simple Shifts. In this training, you'll learn a mix of simple scheduling and mindset shifts you can make 
to get on the roadmap to finally achieving work-life balance. To get my free training, go to andreascalisi.com forward slash simple dash shifts. The link is in the show notes as well. I hope this free training is all you need to find your balance. Have an awesome week. Take care.